What up, everybody? This is Darren Woods with the Master Your Day, Master Your Life podcast, where we deconstruct the day of the exceptionally successful so that you can learn the secrets of mastering your 24 hours. And today, we have an exceptional guest, Dr. Timothy Yen. Dr. Tim is a licensed clinical psychologist in the San Francisco Bay Area. He takes a holistic and integrated approach incorporating positive psychology, dialectical behavioral therapy, assessment, acceptance, commitment therapy, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Tim. Thank you so much, Daryl. It's an honor to be on your show, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Thank you, man. Well, I appreciate you jumping on. And Dr. Tim, again, it's been it's been over. 10 years since we talked to each other, um, we, we, uh, for the audience, we just had a, a short conversation right before we got started here, but it's, he's one of those guys where you meet him and you just feel like your family, obviously Facebook and everything has a, a, a big thing to do with that. But Dr. Tim was just like one of those guys, he's infectious, he's positive. And I'm so honored to have you on today. And Dr. Tim it's obvious, it's obvious that you've gained a level of mastery of your life, which means you learn how to master your day. But I know you didn't get here overnight. So tell us, what was that pivotal moment for you when you began to take your day serious? Now, that's a really great question. And I think for your audience, for your listeners, what I must say is that it's probably not a epiphany moment. And if there was, I did not write it down to tell you, right? So I don't know what day that was where I'm like, you know what, life's short and it's time to take my life seriously. I don't know if there was a pivotal moment like that, mm -hmm. but what I could tell you though, is that it is definitely something that's been built up over time. And I, I, I've been thinking about that, that question. And I think there were three pivotal moments, I would say in my life that has really built that stage for me. So if uh, it won't bore you, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my, oh, my yeah. upbringing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I think for the most part, Somewhere deep down inside, I can't even tell you where it comes from. Maybe it's my parents. Maybe it's, you know, growing up at church. I, I don't really know, but I've always had this feeling that I was, I was meant to do something big, right? Meant, meant to live for something more, meant to, to be an influencer, right? So it's always been kind of in my DNA, but it's never been fully expressed, I think. And as a child, shoot, I probably had the feeling, but I've never put it into words. Right. Uh, but I would say is one changing moment in my life so let me tell you my rap sheet was not good from like kindergarten up like i was that kid that always got in trouble yeah. <laughs> and i don't know if i was like i wasn't like a bad bad kid you know but i just really like talking to my friends right yeah. so i just got penalized all the time because obviously if i'm talking to my friends i'm not listening in class right, right so yeah. so I, I just got in trouble again and again this is from like kindergarten to third grade but fourth grade, that teacher changed my life because instead of just criticizing me, kind of writing me off, and I, I, I swear the teachers talk, you know, so they're like, hey, you're going to get Tim yeah. next year. <laughs> Good luck. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. so I, like the teachers were prepared for me. But my fourth grade teacher, she, she really changed the trajectory of my life. I don't give her a shout out. Her name is Mrs. Gaza. I don't know where she is in the world right now. But she changed my life. Shout out to she, her. <laughs> that's right. I'm sure she's retired at this point. But I remember that she she told me that she didn't see me as a troublemaker, but she thought that I was just under challenge. 
And, wow. and that really changed the narrative, I think, for me, because she just flat out said, hey, I think you're just too smart. I think you're just too smart for what's going on. So I kind of selected a subset of your peers that I think are under challenge. I'm just going to give you some harder work. Wow. And for whatever reason, that that changed the way I saw myself. Because I think up to that point, I think I believed the narrative. I thought I was just this bad kid that I was always getting in trouble. And Mrs. Gaza really changed me for that. Wow. So, so that was one, like that was one pivotal moment. A second pivotal moment I would say was in ninth grade. This one's kind of odd, right? But in ninth grade, I went to a high school for nerds, essentially. They, they call it a, a magnet school. So essentially, you know, people from the hills that the parents that want their kids to go to this nerdy school, mm -hmm. they give you this entrance exam for a public school, mind you, and you get tested into the school. Nice. To be very honest with you, I have no idea how I got in because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really not that academic, so I don't know. Yeah. But God had it where you opened the way, right? I, I went there and I remember that I had this weird thought that came to mind, which was I did not want to be some generic Asian. And I know this is going to sound kind of weird, right? But, yeah. you know, Asians kind of have that stereotype where we're just all about school, right? Yeah. All about careers and whatnot. And I just didn't want to be a square. I don't know. I just like wanted to do something that not everyone else in my class did. So the thing that I did was I joined water polo. I don't know if you know much about that sport, but it's not your like typical sport, I think, that you sign up for. So, so let me, let me just to yeah. answer your question, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Um, we we barely had a swim team, okay? So, but go go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, okay. The water polo is probably not not a big thing in Michigan, yeah. right? But essentially, it is. How do I describe water no, polo? No, no, I, water I know polo, what it is. I've I've seen yeah, it yeah, yeah. in the Olympics and everything. I I just there you oh, go. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so for the listeners that don't may, that may not know what water polo is, because you're in a part of a world that that's really not a sport, right? It, it's kind of like soccer with your hands in the water oh wow that's that's kind of like what it, that's kind of like what it's like and uh it's a pretty hard sport i don't know if you've ever talked to someone that's played water polo you, you there's no ground for you to stand on oh, right you're yeah. always treading water right right or you or you sink right so, yeah, yeah. so you're always like treading water to stay afloat and you're trying to like throw this ball around and like tackle people and whatever right so uh, so that was another defining moment for me where I just felt like, you know, I'm going to challenge myself. You know, I'm, I'm going to do something that other people don't normally do. Wow. So that was kind of another pivotal moment. Uh, ninth grade, I think I had another one where uh, I ran for a associate student body, you know, so it was like president, vice president, like one of those kind of things. And uh, I wasn't particularly popular. I'll, I'll put it out there. But I just ran for office anyways right so it was one of those pivotal moments where i was like you know what i'm, I'm definitely the underdog because the person that i was running against he was very popular like yeah. people liked him this and the whole nine no one knew who i was but i was like you know what i'm just gonna go for it and so i did and you know i wouldn't be sharing the story if i didn't win so, nice. so i did win <laughs> nice. yeah i did win that position yeah. yeah so so that was kind of a pitiful moment uh and then another one shortly after high school uh, i joined the u.s army which was another like pivotal moment where I was like, you know what? I don't want to just go to college. I kind of want to do something. I, I want to travel. I want to do something 
different. So, so I think that's been built into my DNA. I don't know if that fully answers your question, but there's a part of me that, that really wants to push myself because I want to know how far can I go? What can I do? I want to, I don't want to be defined by what society says, right? you know, how I should look, how I should do things. No, that's absolutely amazing. You just dropped so many bombs, y'all. This has been awesome already. Uh, One of the things he said um, in in the beginning is just talked about, he was meant to do something big, right? He had this belief that he was meant to do something big. Now, for all the listeners, you might have that belief already, or maybe you don't. If you don't, it's a choice. You can believe that about yourself. It's, it's all up to That's you. Right. You, can, you can believe that you're meant for something big. And guess what? If you believe you're meant for something big, you're going to do something big. Uh, another uh, cool thing he talked about. And actually, so just to give the background where I met Dr. Tim, uh, it was 10 years ago. I was at a, a workshop, personal development workshop. And one of the things that I learned um, that was new for me was the whole idea of fact and story. Meaning you, you have different facts, right? Facts in your life that happens, things in your ha- uh, life that happens throughout your life. And those are facts. But what happens is we give it a certain story. And I, Dr. Tim touched on it without even saying it this way. But he, he said he changed the narrative, meaning he had a fact in his life, but he had to change the narrative. Uh, actually, a teacher that spoke into his life that helped him to change the narrative of what it meant. So listeners, I know there's a lot of things that happens in our life. It may, you may have been disadvantaged. You may have been taken advantage of. You may, it, it could be a, a wide range of things, but the key thing is changing the narrative of what it means to you. And that will change the way you approach your day and change the way you approach your life. And final thing he said, which was awesome again, he said, decide, he decided, he got to a point where he decided what he didn't want to do and want to be. So I, I know a lot of times we talk about, hey, decide what you do want, but really at the same time, you got to decide what you don't want to be. And sometimes that'll give you more energy and more action to, uh, to take take action towards the goals that you have. So amazing stuff, Dr. Tim. Thank you so much for that. Oh, thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So so now you, you've gotten through, um, obviously it's been 10 years since we met. When we first met, you didn't have your doctorate degree. Um, you're, you, I think you I were, did not. Yeah, so you you were on the way. Uh, we're about, I think we're about the same age, so you're probably fresh. I think so. Yeah, I'm a little bit yeah. out of college, um, a little bit out of the Army. Uh, you, you say you joined the Army, right? I did. Okay, so, you know, you know, fast forward to now, you're, you're, you're this doctor. And by the way, how ironic, you were getting in trouble for being the talker, but now you get paid to talk to people all day. Isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, right? Right. <laughs> Turn things around. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yep. But uh, but now you're you're this doctor. You're in San Francisco Bay Area. I know you have your family. You just had a a, a new baby. Uh, congratulations mm-hmm. on that. Um, so Thank I, you, I know there's a lot going on in your life. You mentioned church. Um, so I, I, that that takes up a lot of time. So this this walk us to your day. Like, what is the day? In life, a Dr. Tim looks like. I know it's, it varies now, especially with COVID going on. But mm-hmm. you know, what are those just those key staples to your day? Like from the time you open your eyes till you go to sleep, what does Dr. Tim's day look like? Well, I, I do want to let your listeners know that what I'm about to tell you is when I'm like on point, right? Yeah, and I'm not always on point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if yeah. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so what I'm about to share with you is when I'm on point and I'm doing what's aligned with who I am and living by my values. Oh, but again, that, that doesn't always happen, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so I don't want anyone to be discouraged when they hear me say what I'm about to say, where they're like, 
man, I can never do that. Right. Or, or who is this Dr. Tim guy? Like, is he a robot? Right. Like, I don't want you guys to think that because trust me, I do not leave the gates like this every single day. Right. Yeah, However, yeah. I do make it, I am intentional about doing my best to make it look this way. That's okay. Good. So that's a disclaimer. No, I want to put that, that out there. No, I love that. Um, but give, give the, all right. So let's start with when I open my eyes, right? Either my alarm goes off or whatnot. And for me, a, a practice that I, I picked up recently is just a few minutes of meditation. I'm not even out of my bed yet, right? And, and sometimes I, 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 you know, consciously sit up, right, and, and meditate. But sometimes I'm just too tired, right? So I just have my palms up in the air, yeah. in my covers closing my eyes and, and what I'm doing right is that I'm, I'm setting my intention for the day right and and for me uh being a believer right I'm really inviting God to set my day wow. before I do anything before I get out of the bed nothing right I'm just saying hey God like I'm here I'm ready to partner what do you got for me and I'm just kind of soaking it in right so that's the first few minutes of my day before I do anything else I'm just seeing what I you know, just, just experiencing that rest yep. and and clearing my mind, wow. right, for what I'm about to do. Yep. Then I get out of my bed and do the hygiene stuff, right, brush my teeth, wash my face, put on some contacts. And then I actually do 100 push-ups. Nice. Right after. that. That's that's like my thing. And I probably picked it up in the Army, yeah. but I just do 100 push-ups, knock them out. And it's kind of like – the, the exercise that I think hits the most muscle groups in a single movement. Nice. So it's, it just gets my blood flowing. Yeah. Uh, I, and again, I didn't start at 100, right? It's something yeah. that I worked up to like yeah, over yeah. time. It started with 20, added 10 more, right? Nice. At this point, it's about 100, right? So I do that. And then, of course, I get in, get dressed. And then, as Daryl has alluded, uh, I am a new dad, so I have a 13-month-year-old son. So that does change things up, I must say, right? Yeah. And that's the thing you learn as a parent is that it ain't about you anymore. Wow, <laughs> it yeah. used to be about you, right? And yeah. you set these goals, do all these things. But, man, you got to up your game when you become a parent, wow. right? Because that little one's depending on you and – yeah, you you make your schedule work around them, not not the other way around, wow. right? So my my little one's already up, and he's like, "Hey, Dad, like take care of me, right? <laughs> Play with me, feed me, change me, do something, right? right?" So so you know my my days of luxurious sitting down journaling, I haven't seen those days in a while since he's been born. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you know, so, so it's more about just taking care of him, which is good. Yeah. To be honest, like it's not always easy, but it's a joy. Right. It really is. It's yep. a joy to see his his uh, smiling face, and it's an honor to be his dad. Um, so that that's what happens in the morning. Again, quick shout out to my wife. She's the one that holds down the fort. Nice. Like no joke. Like I wouldn't be a fraction as successful as I am now if it weren't for her. Wow. For real. Wow. Yeah, like she takes care of a lot of these things. Uh, I mean, I think we take care of each other. I want to say we're a pretty good team. But at some point, I got to go to work, right? Yeah. So so I do got to pass the little guy off. I do make breakfast for us. Nice. And she makes breakfast for him. So that's the arrangement that we got. Uh, something that does work really well for us is uh, we have pretty, like, clear, defined, like, roles mm -hmm. in terms of, like, hey, like, 
you got this covered. I got this space covered. So I feel like we do pretty good, like as a team. But anyways, right? So we, we get that divvied up, right? He takes care of him. Eventually, he goes to daycare. Hallelujah, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he was in daycare, I don't know. None of us would be able to work, right? My, my wife works full time too. Oh, really? Right? Okay. Like, yeah, she does. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, but anyways, back to me, right? So, uh, Mondays, so broad view, right? I'm a psychologist, so I do a lot of counseling. That that's kind of what I do, and uh, I would say I see anywhere between six to ten. Ah, uh, yeah, six to nine, six to ten people a day. Wow. So, and they're each an hour long, right? Oh, wow. That's your so day it's right a there. that that's pretty much my day. But you know what? I love what I do. Yeah, I really do. Right. So, or else I I would have burned out like five years ago. Yeah. But I really love what I do. Uh, I do something I think similar to what you do, Daryl. Right. In, in terms of, I think you're in the life, you're in the business for changing lives, mm-hmm. right? You're in the business for uh, inspiring, helping people be the best versions of them. Right. So I do a lot of that kind of stuff nice. uh, with my, with my clients. Uh, I do work currently, I work part-time at a hospital. So those people are a little bit more clinical, right. But I do own my own private practice business. Wow. And so I do a little bit more life coaching type stuff, but also some clinical cases as well. So yeah, it, it's kind of a blend of that. And by the time I'm done with seeing my people, uh, it's pretty much lunchtime. Oh no, sorry, dinner. Right. Well, I do have a lunch somewhere in between there, right? Yeah. Uh, I recently, <laughs> I don't know how important this is for you, but I recently did purchase a Peloton. Really? Maybe. No, that's like very interesting. Nice. I've, three I've seen weeks ago. Oh wow. Yeah, about three weeks ago, <laughs> and I mean. Peloton is not, I'm not being sponsored by them. Yeah. So, you know, they, they may want to sponsor me for, for being a spokesperson right now. Yeah. Uh, but that's actually been kind of a game changer for me really? because up till the Peloton, when COVID hit in March, I didn't do nothing besides those hundred pushups. Yeah. I didn't do nothing else. I just sat on my butt wow. right, for <laughs> yeah. hours. So I was not my healthiest me. Like I'll just be up front. Gyms were closed, right? Oh, so yeah, yeah. I was not feeling good. The Peloton, I think, has been uh, a game changer only because it's in my office and rain or shine, any hour of the day, doesn't matter the air quality, I can hop on that thing. Wow. Yeah. And, and the classes are actually very entertaining. They they gamify it. So it's really? actually very fun. Yeah, I, I sounds really goofy. I never in a million years would have thought I would say this about a stationary bike. <laughs> I always thought stationary bikes were super boring. Like, yeah. I just did not know how people got into spin class. I just thought it was so silly, but I'm a believer, man. Now, like, now, <laughs> now that I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, dude, I, like, I look forward to it. It's like if you're into video games, like you just can't wait to hop on. That's how I feel about the peloton now so you do you do that after you're done work or you kind of do it sprinkle in whenever you can uh throughout the day so yes yeah, so i kind of sprinkle it in during my lunch hour so i nice. do carve an hour of time to eat lunch but okay. i spend about 30 minutes doing that nice. and then 30 minutes to eat got yeah it. so so yeah go ahead no 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 you got to go ahead yeah so so i do incorporate a little bit of exercise maybe four or five times a week with this thing now, so again, this is very new. This is like three weeks old, right? Nice. <laughs> that I incorporated this exercise piece of it. Um, and then, yeah, it's dinner time. We eat dinner, 
spend a little time with my my son, give him bath time, read him a book, you know, put him to bed with my wife, and then I get a couple of hours just to be with my wife, wow. which which is a gift, right? Just to be with her. We watch some silly TV shows <laughs> during dinner. We we chat about our day. Um, uh, sometimes that once a week I call my parents just to keep tabs on them, make sure that they're doing good. And yeah, then we go to bed. And then on the weekends, we do have a little bit more free time. So right. that's when we're, we take some day trips. We do like traveling, not flying kind of traveling because of COVID, but you know, we do day trips, explore different cities, that, that sort of thing. And yeah. And do our church thing as well. Right, so right. no, I love yeah, that. The, I love I that. summed it up. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you you dropped so many bombs in that. Um, number number one, you know, just that that morning time, right? Um, this that time of meditation. And again, listeners, you know, I don't know what persuasion you're from, but for Tim, it's um it's God. You know, taking time to soak in God and and to focus on God sounds like that time right there is really where you get the energy flowing for your day. It, it, do you get get that sense like? during that middle, that morning part of your day that is set in the direction of your day, like when you miss that time, yeah. do you feel like you mm -hmm. miss it? I know for, I'm, I'm speaking from my experience. Yeah. I just want, is that your same experience? I think when I don't do it, and trust me, there are days where I totally forget, like I'm running late, something's happening, my kid's crying, right? right. And I'm just like up and out. And to be honest with you, I'm just not grounded. That's wow. the difference. Like I'm not really grounded. I'm kind of frazzled yeah. and my brain is going a hundred miles an hour, like six different directions. Wow. Right. And so it's like, really, I realize that when I don't center myself with God, then I'm in charge of the ship right. and I'm trying to make things happen, which means I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to remember everything that I got to do. Yeah. And so I think that's why I'm so frazzled because I'm trying to not forget anything. So I think that's the difference versus starting the day with God. It's prioritized like, hey, streamline clarity of thought. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing next. I think that's the difference. And, and it comes with a certain level of peace, right? Yeah. A certain level of, yeah, like the best word would be groundedness. Right. Yeah, a certain level of groundedness. I love that. And another uh, cool thing that you talk about, obviously your, your Peloton, man, that's, that's, um, it's revolutionized your life. And, you know, for me, our, I live in Florida, so we, we're, we're, our gym's been open forever now. So we, we get that's that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we that's have so a, good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lucky. But, uh, but you know, even outside of that, there was a time when the gyms were closed and I, I had to find a way to get something done. So our, for all the listeners out there, no matter what state you're in, the whole key point of it is we know everybody knows that exercise is just so important to overday uh, overall productivity. So you just got to find mm -hmm. a way to get it in. Um, and that's awesome yeah. that you, that you found a way um, to get it in another cool. I love the relation. I, I got to meet your wife one day, but it, I, it sounds like uh, you guys I would have, love for you to meet her. Yeah. She's cooler than me. You, <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to introduce you for yeah. sure. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, it sounds like you guys have a, a awesome relationship. I mean, you, you talked about that whole idea of having defined roles. Um, and you know, this, this, I know that it's super important, especially when you have kids, by the way, we, I don't have kids yet, but we're, we're working on it. 
finally. Awesome. <laughs> but, hey, uh, you know, you know, it, it's great to have those defined roles, even early before you have kids. And if, if you have kids, you definitely got to have those defined roles. And what does mm -hmm. that have to do with your daily productivity? Everything. I mean, if, you're, Everything. if you don't have, a, yep. you know, a good relationship with your wife, you don't have defined roles where you guys are working together. Um, it's night and day. Do you agree with that, Tim? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to add something too. like not it, it's defined roles, but I don't want it to sound overly rigid. Right. Yeah. Right. So it, it's it's kind of this idea that, hey, we kind of know what areas we're covering. But man, if I can do you a solid like my wife is doing me a solid right now as we speak. Right. Nice. She's watching the kids, but she's working today, like wow. on a Sunday. She So so she's covering me right now so that I can do this awesome podcast with you, Daryl. Right. Nice. So, so there, there is an extension of grace. I think that happens both ends, yeah, right. Yeah. We're like, we're both looking for opportunities to do more when we're that. able to do it. I yeah. love that. And I don't want to get too deep here guys, but you know, obviously Dr. Tim is of this persuasion. So I'm gonna have this conversation with him, but it sounds like, right. Love is a key ingredient. Oh, big. This, right. Definitely. Um, you know, we, Again, he said you don't want to get too rigid about it, but the way you don't get too rigid is if, if it's based off love. So I, I won't That's get too right. much of that. This is about daily productivity, but love has a lot. To, <laughs> has, love has has a lot to do with that too. But uh, yes, but, yes, uh, sir. Yeah, yeah. But awesome stuff. So thank you so much, Doctor Tim. Um, and I know in your work, I, I kind of went through your website. I know you do a lot of work uh, with some of your patients, and even just in psychology overall, um, is addiction. Right. That's that's a big deal. And I don't know if you've seen the movie. Part of it. Right. Yeah. Right. A part mm -hmm. of it. Right. Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, Social Dilemma. Um, I have. Yeah, recently, yeah. Last week. Yeah. So yep. it's on Netflix and highly recommend it to the audience if you haven't seen that. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's 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 really eye opening when you look at it. Um, but I'm just curious, you know, as a yeah. psychologist yourself, are you are you treating like are you seeing patients? Um, just from a social media email addiction, are you seeing like that playing a major issue, especially with the, some of the young people that you're working with? Do you see it as addiction? Yeah. Is that is it that bad up bad of a problem? Yeah, I don't I don't know if I would want to use the word addiction, Got it. but I guess you could, right? Depending on the the severity and how much of your headspace and time and energy is being devoted to social media, right? I think it's a spectrum, right? Yeah. I don't know if you like. Yeah, There's yeah. a point where it's like, yeah, you're addicted and you're just a heavy consumer, but you're not really addicted. Right. Uh, but but I, what I would say, though, is that if not social media, it, it could be anything. Right. Right. Like if you think about what addiction is at the heart of it, it is a counterfeit resource or, or a way to meet a legitimate need. Mm. Right. So and, and sometimes it's a distraction of a sort because you don't want to address the actual pain or the void, right? That may be happening in your life. Wow. And so addiction is kind of a convenient out if you want to think of it that way. Wow. But then it, be, it kind of takes a life of its own where now you're really getting farther and farther from the thing that you really do need or want. And now you're just caught up in a tangle of webs around something that's a counterfeit. Like you'll never be satisfied. That's the problem. Wow. And if anything, it sometimes creates more misery to yeah. be honest. Right. So sometimes it is important to take a look at that, especially if we're talking about seizing the day. Right. Right. Talk about a productivity sucker. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's it. Addiction yeah. is, is procrastination of the highest form. It right? is. Yeah. You're procrastinating to fulfill whatever it is, some shortcut counterfeit 
way of doing it. No, that's amazing. They, I mean, just hearing that one sentence you said, I can tell you they should have put you on the on the movie. That that's that's so good because uh, they they didn't they didn't. It's a great movie. I'm not going to downplay the movie, but they did mm-hmm. not give that perspective. You know, um, sure. You know, it, it, there's a void, right? The reason why a lot of times we become addicted. I know it's a spectrum. Addicted mm-hmm. might be a a strong word, but sometimes there's a void within children, void within teens, and void yes. even within adults. So that that's that's an interesting topic. But you know how just from a um, psychologist standpoint, let's say you have a a teen that you're working with, and obviously they have to be productive. They're not being productive. They're, they're stuck on their phone. Mm -hmm. And you know, right. What would you say to that person? Obviously, uh, and Dr. Tim, what's your website, by the way? Uh, It's my name, actually, www.timyen.com. That's my website. So uh, com. that's Y-E-N.com. And I just want to preface everything that Dr. Tim says, this is a, a very short and to the point conversation. If there's anybody out there where you really need help, um, reach out to Dr. Tim. He's a, a great person. I know that, that that'll get, be able to give you some solutions. So I know these sure. answers, these answers are going to be short and to the point. So it's not going to cover everybody and everything. Of course. Um, but of course. I just want to put that out there for the people. But let's say there is Dr. Tim, a person out there that they have that void. Um, what, mm-hmm. what would, and it's, it's a teen, they're, they're addicted to their phone. They're not being productive. Sure. Like, what, what would you say to that person? Yeah, so I'm going to broaden it even a little bit more. And this answer that I'm about to give isn't just for teens. I think it's for adults too. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Which is, <laughs> I, I, I think step one, to be very, very honest with you, is to be honest with yourself, right? Because no one's going to really know what that void is besides you, right? right. So with the teen, that's where we would start, which is taking a look at whatever the addiction may be. Could be social media, could be uh, video games could be whatever, what a fill in the alcohol, right? Fill in the blank. The real question is, what does that do for you, right? right. What, what is the function of these behaviors? Wow. And that's going to give you a really powerful key as to what the void is, right? It's going to help kind of point to something, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll, 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 since we're talking about social dilemma, we'll just go that route, right? If it's social media, think about what you get from social media, right? You get... Uh, it's like approval of yeah. sorts, right? That's where the likes come in, right? right? You, yeah. you get some sort of social approval. You get to uh, kind of see what everyone else is doing and either be inspired or be jealous, depending on what kind of mindset you are going into social media. And so you start boiling it down a little bit more, which is like, what do I get out of it, right? Or is, is there something going on in my personal relationships that is dissatisfying and I'm using social media as an outlet, as a way to escape, right? Whatever may be going on in my personal life. So the answers do vary, right? But I think it's really important to ask that question, right? Like, am I not getting any sort of recognition? Am I not being seen in any of my relationships? Is that why I need social media? Is because I need to be seen by strangers and, and a huge network of people because I don't, I don't feel like I'm seen. I don't feel I'm valued or important in my actual life, right? That's why I'm turning to social media, Wow. for example, yeah. right? So if that's really what it is, then we got to flip the script, right? Well, first, you got to be honest, right? Which is hard. It takes a certain level of humility to admit that, hey, 
I don't have all the, all these things together. And I got these needs that I don't really know how to fulfill. That's why I've been taking these shortcuts. But I think from that point, you got a fighting chance, right? Right. Which is, okay, if I'm not being valued, let's say in my family or in my, in my workplace, how can I go about doing that? Who do I need to talk to, right? How, how, like, what is it that I'll like to be valued for, right? So it just begins that discussion of getting clear about what needs are being unmet and how to do it in a healthier way. Whoa, man, <laughs> this is taking on a whole new, I, I got a, uh, the, the title for this already, The Real Social Dilemma, y'all, The Real Social Dilemma. There it is. You know, the, the, the issue <laughs> isn't, you know, social, like, and Dr. Tim just made this come alive in me, but the real dilemma isn't social media. It's, it's that's not mm -hmm. the addiction. The really it's are not. you are you addicted to getting approval? Are you addicted to what he said recognition, uh, not being seen? Like, are, is that what's driving you? So, we, what mm -hmm. is the void? Like, what? Because uh, something with that with that movie, and I was we were having a conversation. Actually, I just finished it today, so I was having a conversation awesome. with my wife about it. Like, you know, is it? their fault or is it on us like is it on mm -hmm. us to raise our children right is it on us to make sure they have the proper grounding and you know right. we, we kind of had a back and forth and, and there's a, a that's a the movie is a, sparks a lot of different conversations mm -hmm. but i'm it glad does. i'm glad you shared this perspective on top of it so thank you so much for sharing that uh that's of absolutely course. amazing um and you know on, on my episodes i try to make a make it a point to talk about this anxiety um, and depression. Cause I know, especially now it's a big thing that a lot of people are doing with dealing yeah. with and you know, it, it just kills overall daily, uh, productivity. And it has mm -hmm. for me, like in the past when I dealt with it. So I try to bring it up. And, and also I know that certain people have different ways of approaching it, but Dr. Tim, you're the first clinical psychologist I've had on the show. So <laughs> I, I want to hear from you. I want to hear like, what's your viewpoint on what what can people do to avoid the pitfalls of just anxiety and depression? How can they live their life, um, you know, not even touching that um, on this everyday yeah. basis? Well, Daryl, that is the biggest question you just uncovered. I'm not really sure how <laughs> to exactly answer that question yeah. in a succinct manner, but I'm going to give it a stab. How's awesome. that? I'll, yeah, give yeah. It, I'll give it a try. Yeah, so again, I... I have to throw out disclaimers, right? One disclaimer is that depression and anxiety, there is a biological piece to it, yeah. right? So as much as we want to avoid it and through and through, right, there are some people that will fall prey to it easier than others, right? And so if that just happens to be you, you know, I, I hope that you don't put on unnecessary, you know, guilt and shame and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It just means that, you will need more support than maybe someone else that doesn't have that biological leaning, wow. right? So yeah. for some people, you may not be able to avoid it, but you can at least manage it and navigate it more successfully and learn how to live with it, right? right? So that, that's my disclaimer. Uh, but for obviously for people that don't have that biological leaning, uh, what I would say is that both anxiety and depression have a function, behind each one. And this is something that people don't really think about. A lot of people that come in to my office or, or work with me, the reason why they're talking to me is because they just want it gone, right? It's very, very black and white. Yeah. I have anxiety. I want it gone. I'm feeling depressed. I want it gone. Right. And, and what I tell them is that, believe it or not, 
the anxiety and the depression isn't the problem. Wow. And that, that may be kind of mind blowing because people are probably wondering, uh, I'm pretty sure it is, man. Like <laughs> I can't, I can't function like right. the anxiety that the, the symptoms are killing me. Like, I don't know how to live with them. And so this is what I mean, right? I, I don't mean that it's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's a problem. But what I mean by that is the anxiety and the depression also serve a function. And when I say function, I'm talking about a benefit. Mm. There's something that you get out of being anxious. There's something that you get out of being depressed. Wow. The thing is, it comes at a really high cost, which mm. is why they're coming in to talk to me, right? Because the pros aren't outweighing the cons. That's why we're having this discussion. But I think I want to illuminate a little bit about what that function is. And this may help your viewers or, or listeners understand, oh, I do get that out of anxiety or out of depression. All right, so let's start with anxiety, right? So anxiety is really a disorder of the future, mm. right? It's a disorder of the future. And what I mean by that is, Anxiety is a fight or flight response, a survival kind of response in the attempt to prevent bad things from happening in the future. Wow. That's why people worry, right? People worry yeah. because they're like, hey, maybe if I think about this and ruminate about this long enough, maybe I can avoid future pain. And chances are you've probably had past pain. That's why you know to avoid future pain. But the problem with anxiety is that a lot of the things that people are trying to avoid are literally out of their control. Wow. And that's what drives them nuts, right? It's because they're trying to control something that besides God, no one else can control, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is she going to like me, right? Is my boss going to fire me? Uh, am, am I, am I going to lose my job? Like, you thinking about that for an hour, four hours? 20 hours, you will make zero dent to that problem because it, it's not something within your control, right? It's, it's up to someone else to make that decision, right? And so that's the issue with anxiety is that it gives you a false feeling of busyness, mm -hmm. right? You feel like you're doing stuff, but you're not doing anything productive, but you think you're doing stuff and it gives you this false sense of control over the future. Wow. So that's what you get in return. But of course, that very thing that you you're doing is paralyzing you, right? It's, it's keeping you scattered. You're like having panic attacks, right? So obviously the trade-off is not really worth it, right? Yeah. So that's anxiety. Depression, right? The function behind that is think of it as energy conservation. Mm. <laughs> Maybe you can think of depression in that way, right? Yeah, yeah. Energy conservation. And what I mean by that is depression the hallmark of depression is hopelessness, mm. right? It, it's when your brain has decided, you know what? It doesn't really matter what I do. Wow. It's still not going to work out. Like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Life is going to continue to be bad, right? I just don't see a way out. Energy conservation. If you concluded that nothing's going to get better, why would you try? Right. Why would you fight anymore? It doesn't even make sense. You might as well go to sleep. You know, yeah. you might as well just chill, right? Because you'll be wasting your energy spinning circles around something that's hopeless, right? So depression is a disorder usually of the past, mm. right? So a lot of depression has to do with regrets, things that never came to fruition, losses, right? Like that, that's kind of the, the ballpark of depression. And so 
the reason why I share both of those things, right, is that in order for you to avoid that pitfall, so to speak, right, you got to be willing to let go of the benefits of anxiety and depression, wow. right? And, right. So for anxiety, you got to be willing to relinquish control, hmm. right, and, and trust and accept things that you may not be able to change. Depression, right, saying, hey, I'm going to fight for hope, right? I'm going to choose to see what's good in the world, right? I'm going to see the strengths that I have. I'm going to see, you know, where where the people who love me support me. Like, it, it's to fight for hope, right? But you got to be willing to let go of those benefits that you get. Wow, 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 wow. So much packed into that. Um, one of the key things you said, you have to fight to see. Fight yeah. to see, right? You know, because... And I'm not, I'm not a psychologist, so I can't give you the, the science behind it. But I know just going through it myself, right, it, it, it does feel like you can't see a bright future. But also, I, I realized that there was a certain pattern in that within my day. Like, you know, you wake up in the morning, you, you check your iPhone, you, 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 you get and that. That's obviously going to just be a, a negative uh, downfall from there. Uh, just watching, you know, Instagram's the first thing you check in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then from there, you know, you, you wake up late, you snooze about five different times. So obviously you, you already feeling bad about yourself. And then mm-hmm. on, on top of the, the day goes on, you got to rush into your day. Now you're feeling like you're anxious. And then next thing you know, you're not making the, the, the progress that you want, your goals and everything. So I, I realized that there was a, a, there's a pattern to anxiety and depression. And there, there's also on the other side of that, to me, just my experience, and Tim, you, you let me know if I'm, I'm telling this right, <laughs> but there, there's a pattern to success. There's a pattern to staying positive. There's a pattern, you know, going back to what you talk about yes. waking up in the morning, you know, getting your focus on God, working out, having those times in the morning, uh, throughout your day where you work out, you know, those relationships mm-hmm. with your family relationship to your church. Do, do you feel, is there a pattern to each one of these types of lifestyles? So the answer is yes and yes. And I'm, I'm going to go a step further and say that the patterns to success are not very sexy. I'm just gonna put it out there right now. Like <laughs> yeah. they, they, they are, they are not the Instagram photo that you're gonna put out there. Like the things that I've talked about, they're nothing to really brag about. They're not very showy, right? right? But yeah. it's about that self discipline, yeah. right? It's being willing to be like, you know what? It's not super exciting to be honest. Sometimes it's kind of mundane. Yeah. But it's good for my soul, and I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna keep showing up. Ooh, Every single day. Yeah. Right. I love that. <laughs> keep showing up, y'all. You got to keep showing up. And what, what, but one of the things Dr. Tim talked about is the costs and the benefits. What, like, what is the cost of you not showing up? And what are the benefits of you showing up? And when you look at those benefits, it's so vast. I mean, to live a <laughs> life that's happy, fulfilled, yeah. you know, it positive, it, and this can be in the midst of every single thing that's going on. But to live that life, that's totally worth it. And, you know, Dr. Tim mm-hmm. talked about this before, um, how you, you may not get it every day. You, you're not going to get it right every yeah. single day. But you can work towards that and make it so that most of your days are positive. And when you're in that trap, I, I'll, I'll call it a trap. And this may be the mm-hmm. insensitive thing to say. But when you're in the trap of anxiety and depression, you don't feel like it's even possible. 
Um, and on mm-hmm. your on your website, I was reading through it, and one of the powerful things you said, um, uh, among other things, is you don't have to live this way. What I, 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 feel, right. I feel like there was some intention intention of behind that statement. Like, what do you mean yes. by that? So I really believe that there's a lot of things in our lives that we don't get to choose, right? In fact, most of the things in your life, we don't get to choose, right? Like what time of era you're born, what ethnicity you're born in, what country, right? Like your health condition. Like there's a lot of things that we don't, our our parents, Mm -hmm. our siblings, right? We don't get to choose these things, right? But the one thing that no one can ever take away from you, right? Is your attitude, right? It's your perspective, and where you choose to focus. And so that's why I say have, because you don't have to live this way because in that way, your attitude, what you choose to make it mean, the the meaning behind the the story, as you mentioned, Daryl, right? Like the story is up to you because you're the author, right? You get to choose what things mean about your life. And so what I tell a lot of my my clients is that because we're not God, because we're not all-knowing, there's so many different ways to look at even one situation, right? There's a lot of angles at which you can make sense of it. And I'm like, if no one really knows the absolute truth about how to see this thing, just pick a good one, right? right. Pick the meaning that's going to serve you, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. And where you want to go. Yeah. Like no one's going to be able to debunk you and be like, that's not true, right? <laughs> hey, it's just one of like 20 interpretations. But I'm going to pick this one, though, right? right? Because this one gets me where I want to go. No, I love that. It's, it is funny. It's not funny, but it, it's truth to it. But it, it's also funny how our natural side will auto we we automatically choose the negative meaning of it. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you know why though, Daryl? Why? You know te- why that's tell the us. case? Yeah, yeah. Tell us. Yeah. So, so I think it's actually built in our biology to to do that, wow. right? Like you said, we have the tendency. But here's the reason why. All right, and, and just think with me, right? Like as you guys are listening to this, just think with me. Chances are in your life, 90 to 95% of your life is going well. 5%, 5 to 10% is not going quite your way. And of course, we're going to be thinking about that 5 to 10%, right? Right. That's where your brain goes. (laughs) But I think it's a survival thing, right? Because like, let's say your whole body is working, but you get a cut. Guess where all your attention is going? to that cut, oh, right? Yeah. That's where the pain, everything's signaling, hey, pay attention to me. You're going to bleed out, right? You, right. you got to take care of this, yeah, right? Yeah. And so our, I think our brain is wired to solve problems, right? Because we're thinking, hey, if we don't solve this, it, it can turn into something worse later, right? So we're always seeking out problems to solve. That, that's just the way our biology is run. That's just how our brains are wired. But the problem with that, right, is we miss the joy we miss the victories. We, we miss the peace, the happiness of the 90 to 95% of the things that are going well. Right. Yeah. We just we just kind of assume that's how it should be. But then I throw the question right back at you. Why should it be that way? Mm. Right. That, that's how we take things for granted. But I'm like, you know, when you focus on the things that are good in your life too, watch what it does to your mood. Watch what it does to your life. Right. It, it totally changes it. And so I'm not I'm not against solving problems. Yeah. I'm just saying, hey, you might want to balance out your brain and take some time to be thankful for things as well. And, and recognize how many things are actually going right in your life. Wow, that's so good. And one of the things you said is it's a choice, right? And that's right. Um, it, it, it can be in the midst 
of a pandemic <laughs> in the midst of, yes. of uh, that's right yeah i mean if you can do it now the good thing is if you, you can, can learn how to do it anytime yeah this is the can, ultimate test this is yeah, it this, this is, is it. it right here y'all so if you that's can right. if you got listeners if you can learn how to do it now to focus on the positive things to focus on um all the good things that are happening in your life even if you lost your job and i Again, I, I I say things and it sounds insensitive, insensitive, but my wife lost her job this year. Um, she lost her mom this year, and it, you know. Oh wow! Sorry um, to hear that. No, it, it's good. It's not good, but you know, we we've got through it because we we had these principles that you're talking about, focusing on yeah. the good, being grateful. Um, and and there's a lot of people that lost people in their life today, and I know. Yes. You know, people handle grief differently. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't take this personal. Um, if I if I if I sound insensitive, but um, I have to be direct to you. You got to right. focus on positive things. No matter what's going on in life, you, you have that choice of focusing on positive things. And no, no matter whatever is going on, you have the choice. You never lose that choice. So thank you so much mm -hmm. for sharing that, Dr. Tim. Uh, of we're, course. We're, we're about an hour in. So I'm going to um, ask the last question here, um, and then we'll go a little bit into um, just where people can find information about you. But um, you know, there, there are people that are, that are kind of on the fence, right? You, for me, um, you have people that, that are trying to be successful. They're, they're trying to do it, but they, they can't seem to shake the, the anxiety, the depression, the self-sabotage and all those things that come with life. Um, you know, why, what, what would you recommend for them? Um, that, that for the people that, that can't seem to shake it off and get into that positive realm. Yeah, so there, there's a few things that you can do. Uh, one thing that that's pretty powerful is just change the state in which you're in, right? So if you're in a dark room and you know it, it's silent and it's stuffy, change your environment. Hmm. Get out of there, right? Actually, change where you physically are, right, in, into a different kind of environment. I, I think that actually plays a, a bigger role than people may recognize, right? Yeah. What you're surrounded by, the people that you're surrounded by, like change your environment. Cause I think that's gonna help give you a jump start, so to speak, in, in being able to even choose something different, right? So I think that's that's part of it. A part of choosing, uh, changing your state is like exercise. I know that sounds yeah. kind of crazy too, right? Yeah. But go for a run, jump on your Peloton, right? Do something that's going to change the way you feel physically. Mm. And it's actually going to give your brain a reset to choose something differently. So I, I think that's probably the, the, the first answer I would give uh, the second part, I think, and this is where there is no shortcuts. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say that there is no shortcuts for this kind of work, right? This kind of personal growth work is you got to know who you are, mm. right? You, you got to know, what's meaningful to you, what you value, right? Because that's what you're going to anchor your, your behaviors, your lifestyle, your, your thoughts back to those things that you value, right? When you're in a funk, you know, a circumstance slaps you in the face or, and you're just in this muck, right? You got to know what am I anchoring my life back onto, right? Like, is it love? Is it my commitment to my family? Is it a commitment to myself, right? Is it loyalty, faithfulness, whatever attributes, right? Whatever core values that resonate with you, the more that you're clear about what they are, the more that you can anchor yourself back 
to living in alignment with those things. Wow. So that's probably my my second part of the answer. No, that's amazing. Um, this this changing environment and you, this is all about daily productivity. Everyone, um, mm -hmm. you got to do this every day. Um, so when he talks about changing the environment, maybe it's the room that you're working in. Get out of that room, work mm -hmm. in a different room. When he talks about exercise, you gotta, you gotta find a way and make a way to do that. It may not be every day, but at least most of the days out of the week. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you gotta know who you are. That's, that's amazing. You said a key word there and it's a word that I, I use a lot, but the, the whole idea of being anchored, um, mm -hmm. you, you gotta have something that, that anchors you to who you are, anchors you to who you want to become in the future and anchors you to where you're going. So that, that that's absolutely amazing. Dr. Tim, this whole interview has been uh, shattering uh, to me. It, I, I appreciate <laughs> you. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's been absolutely uh, amazing to me. It's been so much fun. I, I yeah, appreciate so the time. Fun. Definitely got to have you back again. This It flew by. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dr. Tim and Daryl Woods. And Tim, Dr. Tim, tell us again, what's your website? Where can they find you? Because one thing um, Dr. Tim didn't say that I would recommend, you know, if, if you get to a point where you're, you're trying every single thing and it's still not working, you got to get help. I was reading Dr. Yeah. Tim's website and, you know, you can sometimes we, we want to do it by ourselves and, and it, it can take mm -hmm. you it can take you years to get the success that you want. But if you connect right. yourself with a, a Dr. Tim who's trained on this, who's helped countless patients get through these type of things, um, you, you, you'll cut the, cut it in half, cut it out. Even if it's in oh, half is good, at least that's, you yeah, know, at, the, at, at, least. at least, right. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure that's he, right. um, um, can speak on that, but just tell us again, where can they find information about you, your website, social media, and all that good stuff. Yeah, the best way would probably be to find me at, at my, my professional website, www.timyen.com. Uh, I'm definitely in, in the Facebook realm, and there's other places that you can find me, but I think all of them are connected to my professional website. So you can definitely get a hold of me there. I know that there's going to be listeners you know, all over the place, right? So just to put out a plug too, right, is I, I love doing life coaching type stuff, right? Nice. So it's like, hey, I'm, I'm already great but I know I can be greater. Yep. I just don't know how to get there, right? Yeah. I, I, there, there's, there's some steps that I'm missing and I don't know how to get there. So if it's a life coaching type of work, I can do it across states, right? So if it's clinical work, then my, my license is only subjected to the state of California. Got it. So if okay. you're from California, hit me up. That's all good, right? Yeah, but yeah. If, it's, if it's like life coaching type stuff, so it's not any clinical serious type stuff, then yeah, I can work with you. I mean- if you're a person in Florida, we can make the time zones work and, and we can probably uh, do that kind of good work. So so you definitely hit me up. If you have just some general questions, uh, you know, I, I want to be a service to people, right? It's not always about the business. It's, it's about helping people. And so, you know, you can contact me through my website, again, timyen.com, um, and, and I'm more than happy to talk to you. And I actually have, this is my shameless plug, right? I'm actually publishing a book nice. about this very topic. Awesome. Yeah, that's going to launch February, March. It's called Choose Better, the Optimal Decision-Making Framework. Oh, right? my so goodness. That, that book is going to pretty much give you a step-by-step -step guide on how to seize your day. Wow. And, no, it's not seize your day. It's how to seize your life. Right? Wow. This is what this book is is catered towards. So, I mean, I'll love to talk about it more when it's out, but yeah. you can find that. 
in you know on Amazon or wherever books may be sold. That's awesome. Tell me that title again. I love that title, and I'm looking forward to the read myself. But that you said choose better, and what was the the optimal decision making framework? Nice, and it's going to be launching in February. That's the hope. February, March, awesome. 2021. Very good, man. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Tim. I'm, I'm looking forward to the release of your book. I'll definitely be supporting. And uh, I think I told you this. I already invited myself to the book launch, whether it's virtual or whatever, but I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. That's Tim. Awesome. This has been Dr. Tim, Dr. Daryl. I'm not Dr. Daryl. Daryl Woods <laughs> with the Master Your Day, Master Your Life podcast. Thank you so much for joining.